You are listening to the We Are Better Men podcast. The views and opinions expressed on the Better Men podcast are those of the host. Viewer discretion is advised. A lot of times in life, when we're stepping out of our our comfort zone, or we're on a mission to accomplish something, uh, and that could be any goal, whether it's career, uh, personal, whatever the case may be, a lot of times in life you feel like the people closest to you are the ones that seem to want you to fail the most. And when you think about it, that's really messed up. But if you also really think about it, you've probably been in that situation where someone close to you was accomplishing something and you weren't stoked for them. And you had this this hinder of desire for their failure. Um, I think about it a lot. I think that, you know, in my younger days, I was definitely someone that did that too much. You know, and, and I've, I realized over time that the reason that I wanted people to fail in my 20s was because I just wasn't happy with myself and I wasn't getting anywhere. But, you know, of course, me being who I am, I decided to do some reading because, you know, there's got to be a psychological reason for it. Um, so while I was doing my research, because that's what I do when I, when I want to come on here and talk about things, I came across this article by this dude. I don't know his background. I don't know where he came from, um, but his website's just pretty simple but it's got a ton of really interesting commentary he's a he's a thought he's a thought leader for sure um even though this article i read was from 2012 now as i was reading it and you know he was talking a lot about a lot of his content seems to be about you know um the idea of 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 manhood and and beta males and kind of where that sits and with the whole the whole debate about feminism and a lot of men coming out saying I'm a feminist and then where does that leave the men that want to be alpha males and there's this gray area that's causing confusion and it's leading to psychological problems for men and our boys growing up with with this sense of not really understanding what it means to be a man. Um, all that aside, there was this one statement he said in this article that just it, it jumped out at me and that kind of sent me down the rabbit hole of reading other articles. But he basically said, they want you to fail because your success is their failure. That pretty much sums up everything that you can think of, whether it's yourself wanting other people to fail or, or not succeed or the people closest to you or around you giving you this sense that they don't want you to succeed either. And if you think about it, that's right. Every time you succeed at something, someone else feels like they're failing at something. It's, uh, it's, it's human characteristics, it's science, it's probably how we're built, it's just it's, it's how we move, it's mechanically how we think. So how do you work around it? That's the question. How do you, how do you look at someone else's success as their success and almost an opportunity for you to learn how to obtain success rather than looking at it as a, as a quick snap judgment on the lack of success on your own part? That's the question. I don't think there's an, uh, uh, an actual answer. I don't think that any therapist, any psycho, uh, psychologist, any brain surgeon, any, any, anybody could tell you um, 
how to solve the problem other than yourself figuring it out and training your brain. So that being said, I, I, I then, of course, jumped over to psychology today. I love to do a lot of reading there. Um, and uh, I stumbled across this other article uh, by uh, Aaron Benzieve, who's a PhD. It's interesting. We, we I read a lot of articles by PhDs, and, and I, I had a lot of... I didn't have a ton of respect for PhDs until I worked in in the field of uh, higher education for a couple of years and and met and actually interacted with a lot of PhDs one-on-one. And then I started, of course, on this podcast talking to PhDs and, and doctors like, like Warren Farrell and all the other guys that I've had on the podcast and, and ladies. Um, the, the interesting thing about a PhD is that is that they they're so they're committed to learning and then they have this basically project in, in, in layman's terms to to achieve a PhD status they have to do something monumental and have impact and and that's a big part of it so when you really look into it it's you know you, do I think that I would want to waste eight nine years of my life trying to get a PhD no I I, I don't but do I respect them for doing it yeah so anyways that aside that squirrel aside. Uh, he points out in in his article on psychology today that when we consider pleasure and others' misfortune as pertaining to minor misfortunes and involving our belief that justice has been done and that we are not responsible for eliciting that misfortune, then this emotion is not so re- reprehensible from a moral point of view. The conventional view, which severely condemns pleasures and others' misfortune, stems from considering cruelty and sadism as prototypical cases of this emotion. We have seen that this view is mistaken. So quite often when you're thinking about someone's misfortune and it, and it provokes this positive feeling for you because you're almost like they deserved it, I deserve that more than them, it's simply because of the fact that you don't think that their misfortune was that had that much of an impact negatively on their life and they and that makes it better or that makes it okay for you to say that now if you think about your, your own misfortunes even on a small level um they can they can be you know a small misfortune whether it's your your car breaking down uh, an, un, an unexpected expense, uh, you know, you, you create a business and on the side and it doesn't do anything, doesn't make any money, maybe it didn't lose a lot, but it took a lot of your time, um, you lose a sports game, whatever it may be, the, the, that misfortune might look like something small to somebody else, but to you that, that, that could have had a ton of impact. So I guess the kind of idea here is that, you know, one thing I really focused on the past few years, and I have quite a few entrepreneur friends, a lot of them now that we're in our, all of us are in our early and mid thirties, um, we're really stepping out of this box now. The ones they kind of like, we all had ideas in our twenties and we were doing whatever. And then now that we're in our thirties and things got serious, these few people seem to really be stepping out and pushing themselves to, to create and have legacies and impact and create businesses or whatever, or programs or not for profits or whatever the initiative may be to, to do something different. And, and what I've really focused on is leaning into those people when I have conversations with them and learning from them because I know I'm doing great shit. You're doing great shit. If you're listening to this, you know you are. You got something on your mind you want to do. Embrace the people around you that are achieving success. Lean on them. They might. You don't have to look at them like a mentor, like someone you have to look up to constantly, but something they did helped them achieve that success and you can learn from that. You'll do things in your life that will help you achieve success and you'll be able to teach other people that stuff. So, moral of the story is, 
purpose of this podcast is lean into yourself, understand why you're 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 uh, you're feeling like that. But more importantly, when you're in a situation, any situation in life, and it feels like the closest people around you don't want you to succeed, they don't want you to get that happiness. Know that it's not on you, and it's on them.